welcome to the Student Sessions with Tonya Galati, brought to you by Grey Hair Media. In this series, Tonya is joined by role models who share their lived experiences in frank and honest conversations. We all need to be inspired, and understanding how those we look up to have been inspired themselves is an important journey of discovery. Come with us for a frank, unedited conversation with amazing people. Today, Tonya is talking to Shanique Clark. Now, Shanique is a first-class business and sociology graduate from Aston University and a current MSc management student at Manchester Metropolitan University. Here she talks to Tonya about overcoming feelings of being isolated and imposter syndrome. Over to you, Tonya. Hi, and welcome to the student sessions with me, Tonya. Today, I'm joined by Shanique. Hi, Shanique. Hi, Tonya. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. That's um, okay. I'm really excited. No, we're, we're really pleased to have you and thanks very much for joining us. Tell us where you're dialing in from. From Manchester. It's raining at the moment, so very typical northern weather. Oh, was it, well, it's raining in you know, London as well, very dark. And depending on when everybody listens to this, uh, it's currently a depressing day in January and we are in a third lockdown situation. So um, people are struggling a little bit with kind of... Um, what to do but we're here and we're recording which is fantastic um, so Shanika tell us a little bit about yourself tell us your story so um I'm from Manchester and I went to university for my undergraduate degree um in Aston University in Birmingham where I did business and sociology I am unfortunately a 2020 graduate um and since then I have struggled to kind of find a job and then um, decided that the best thing for me was to do a master's degree, hoping that by, you know, in a year's time, the economy and the jobs market will kind of recover. So I'm actually at Manchester Metropolitan University studying management for my master's degree. Oh, great. And did you always want to do business and sociology at um, undergraduate level? Um, I think when I did my A-levels, I did very um, traditional subjects. I did English literature, history and geography. Um, And then I did sociology as well. Obviously, you drop one of them. Mm. Um, And I actually decided that sociology was my favourite, but I didn't. I thought you'd become a teacher if you did um, sociology. So I did did the business on the side to just kind of make it a bit more... um, open I suppose and let's just go back to kind of um slightly before you made your choice to go to university um tell us a bit about kind of what you were like in terms of your mentality if you kind of had a very clear picture of what you wanted to do if you felt supported in terms of what you wanted to do just tell us a little bit about that for context when I was in college um I went to quite a um, it was a very big college and it was a good stepping stone for university. So in that sense, um, I felt kind of prepared making the next step. Um, but in terms of what I wanted to do, I think even now I'm still a bit clueless at times. I think it's hard to be, you know, 16, 17, 18, thinking that, that you're going to know what you're doing for the rest of your life, your working life. So um, I'm still working that one out. Okay, and I think some of our listeners may feel the same as well, and they may be thinking, oh, God, I do feel a little bit clueless. Is there anything wrong with being clueless, do you think? Um, I don't think so. I think what the key is is to just try and do a lot of everything to kind of feel where you sit best, and I think that's what I've definitely done over the past few years. So um, you and I have had several conversations, Shanique, about kind of your career today and the challenges that you faced. 
Um, and we know that gaining work experience and particularly for students kind of looking for internships and placements, it's quite um, competitive. How, do, how have you felt about your experience? How has that kind of challenged you? Um, I feel like maybe people say that getting a placement is a lot harder, but I found that getting the placement was easier than getting the graduate job. Um, and I think maybe it's very telling of, you know, the time that we're in at the moment with the pandemic and everything kind of being hit from different angles. But I think for me, I just got involved in everything that I could whilst I was at university. And that's really helped me gain different experiences, particularly gaining a placement. So when I was in like first year and second year, I was involved in societies um, as an events manager. I was also in my second year and my final year, a student ambassador for HSBC and KPMG. So those things that I did whilst at university really helped me get my placement year. So I think that's something that's really key. So you've really kind of taken ownership, I guess, of your development and kind of put yourself out there and gotten involved in activities to develop yourself and your confidence. Would you say that's about right? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, So you've mentioned to me in the past kind of times where you felt quite isolated. Tell us a bit more about that. I think um, my isolation has been at two key points. So one of them was on my placement year. So where I was on my placement, um, I was the only placement student pretty much in the whole office. And it was a big office of about 4,000 people. Um, And being the only student there was really um, different for me. Whereas a lot of my peers and my friends at university, they were in big placement schemes where there was maybe 20 um, placement students and they had that like culture Whereas I felt like I didn't have that. Um, And then again, I think feeling isolated is definitely um, in the last year. So in the summer of 2020 um, and even from March 2020, when I was doing uni from home, I had to rush home from university and had to do everything in a pandemic where I was used to going to the library and revising with friends. So it was just a big... um, being able to adapt to myself, I think, is the key point in that. Okay, let's explore a little bit more about that then. So just going back to your placement year, um, often students, um, one of the barriers that prevents students from getting a placement is that they feel that actually they don't want to go out and do a placement because they'll leave their friends behind and they'll be in an environment where they don't know anybody. Um, And often employers that take placement students, sometimes it's the first time they've taken on a student and therefore there aren't that many placement students in the kind of the the working environment. What are some of the things that you did, Shanique, to kind of feel less isolated? What are some of the opportunities that you kind of went for to kind of immerse yourself more into that working environment? I think just building a rapport was really key for me with my um, team. And I think once I kind of gelled more with them, it made it a lot easier for me um, in the workplace. But also, I think students are notorious for having earphones in. But when I was doing tasks, I would listen to podcasts at the same time. And that would really help me, especially feeling isolated from people my own age. And it just kind of helped me at times when I felt lonely, whether that was on, you know, having lunch. Um, That was a really big thing for me, listening to podcasts. And did you feel able to talk to your employer about the fact that you felt isolated? Um, I think sometimes, but they kind of knew at the same time how I was feeling. So 
it was just a case of um, just getting on with it. But at the end of the day, I'm very grateful for the experience that I had on my placement year because where my peers, they were, you know, like I said before, in these really big schemes, I kind of was just plodding on by myself. But it, I had a proper role. It wasn't like, oh, she's a placement student. Like mm. I really got stuck in. Um, and what I learned on that year was just invaluable. It's probably the most things I've learned so far, like the most things I can actually use in the yeah. workplace. And I guess pushing it, you know, you kind of were out of your comfort zone there, weren't you? Yes, you felt isolated and you kind of took steps to overcome that, you know, but so, so I guess that's where a lot of students feel that they really do develop because it's pushing themselves out of their comfort zone and it is the unknown. Yeah, definitely. I would really urge anyone to just try and get a placement year because I think it just gives you the most experience and the most knowledge and just being ready for the workplace. And I think nothing else kind of beats being thrown in at the deep end. And if any of our listeners are thinking, oh, gosh, I feel a bit isolated in my role, particularly at the moment where everyone's working from home. It is absolutely fine to say that. It's fine to say to your employer and to your manager, look, I'm feeling a little bit isolated. There's nothing wrong with that. It is something that a lot of people are feeling. Um, And it's important that you do um, speak up and say something so that you can, um, that your employer can support you as best as they can. So the other time that you mentioned around isolation, Shanique, was obviously more recently in terms of the pandemic Um, which a lot of people have felt kind of working from home and not having that um, human interaction, I guess. So what are some of the things that you've done to kind of make yourself feel less isolated um, and help with your productivity levels? Um, I think particularly as I've started at a new university, that was something that was quite difficult in the beginning because everything was virtual um, and it meant that I didn't really know who my course mates were. Everyone had the cameras off on Zoom. It wasn't the most um, engaging environment. But I actually became more involved in the uni again. In just my sort of nature, I just get involved in everything that I can. <laughs> so um, one of the things that I did was become um, a BAME ambassador at Manchester Metropolitan University. And that was really good for me because I got to really engage with other students and almost bridge that gap in feeling isolated and um, I think this year a lot of students feel that there isn't and everything's virtual and they're missing out on a human interaction but un- universities have a lot of things that are going on um, virtually that you can get involved with so I think that's something that everyone should try and engage in. I mean when you speak Shanique you sound really confident you know you've been involved in stuff you've put yourself out there you've gone to now your second university to your master's have you always been confident and secure in yourself? Definitely not. Um, I think it's safe to say for a lot of my life, I thought I was very average. And I think maybe that's why I've done a lot of the things that I've done or the experiences, um, just because I feel like it helps build my credibility in a sense. Okay. So we've spoken um, in other podcasts and also you and I have spoken about imposter syndrome. What does imposter syndrome feel like for you, Shanique? I think... For me, how I can describe imposter syndrome was when I first got to university in my first year and everyone was talking about what grades they got. And I, in my head, I was like, oh, my gosh, that everyone else is so much smarter than me. Like, I, do I deserve to be here like, at this university? Um, and I started to feel very insecure about um, who I was, my accomplishments. And I think that's how it manifested itself in me. 
just feeling really insecure and a bit um, uncomfortable about where I was at in my life, in my educational career. And I think it's mostly, obviously everyone suffers from imposter syndrome, but I think women are often kind of more open about it. Do you think it has affected you more because you are a female or do you think it's actually, you know, just something that is part of the surroundings that you've been in and kind of the, um, some of the isolation that you've felt? I think maybe it is because um, I am a woman, but I know there's a statistic that says, um, for example, um, if a woman sees a job advertisement, she won't apply if she doesn't meet all the criteria. But if a man sees it, he'll apply anyway, even if he's underqualified. So I think maybe there is something in that. But I don't think particularly for me, I've ever felt that it was because I was a woman. I just think it's because I've doubted my abilities. Right. Okay. And what advice then would you give to some of our listeners who may be doubting their abilities and might be thinking, well, I'm not going to apply for that placement or a placement because I doubt my abilities or, you know, I'm not going to go for that opportunity that I really want to do because I'm not good enough. What what advice would you give? I would say just apply anyway. You never know what could happen. What's the least, what's the worst thing that can happen by applying? You honestly never know. But also don't, Um, discredit yourself because at the end of the day what you think is really insignificant and not great about yourself is actually your selling point at times so you just have to push yourself and keep sometimes you have to fake it till you make it and I think that's the best way to be just fake the confidence and just keep on pushing through and actually it might surprise a lot of our listeners a lot of us are faking it all the time 100 percent yeah yeah Okay, even so, now, <laughs> even, even now, now, I sound confident. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when you were kind of growing up in terms of your career aspirations and where you wanted to be um, in terms of your future, who were your role models, Shanique? Who did you look up to and think, oh, yeah, I, I, I see myself in those individuals? Oh, this is quite a good question. Um, I can't, don't think I can pinpoint anybody exactly, but what has been... Um, I suppose an inspiration is um, my grandparents um, and my mom. Definitely, um, they've always kind of been very um, motivational in terms of education. Always pushing me to do the best that I can be, um, and I think that's been a role model for me because they came here. Well, my grandparents came here in the Windrush generation, and they've really built a beautiful life here. So. Mm. I think just being able to, they've set a good foundation for me. So it's just kind of building from that. So that's what's inspired me and motivated me. Amazing. And how do you feel that your experiences have shaped who you are today? I think it's um, shaped a lot of things about me. I think particularly um, in times where I feel a bit deflated, there's certain phrases and things that ring in the back of my head. So I think that's just one of the things that's helped me continue at times when it feels a bit difficult as well because nobody's all positive all the time so no they're not at all okay so this series obviously is about role models we all need role models in our lives and um you're obviously on this episode because you are seen as a role model so you've kind of put yourself out there you've overcome challenges and you're really positive in trying to support others around you that may feel um similar to how you felt so just a plug here 
anyone who'd like to hear more about Shanique's story, Shanique does feature in our book, You Are a Limited Edition, which is available to order on Amazon. Um, so how do you feel about being put under the umbrella of being a role model, Shanique? Um, I think, I wouldn't say I see myself as a role model, but I can um, see why some of the things that I've done kind of put me under that umbrella in a sense. I think for me, it's just about helping other people. I just, I think when people doubt themselves, it's really sad. And I just want more people to feel confident within themselves, within their abilities and knowing that they can do everything that they want to do and more. And if you could go back to say thoughts to talking to 14 year old Shanique what advice would you give to yourself the advice I'd give to myself is that just keep on going and to not doubt yourself that's the main thing with me I think there's been times where I've doubted myself had so much confidence like when I was in primary school and it all kind of went downhill from there and I just say keep the energy and keep who you are because that's what makes you special And it's fine that not everything goes right all the time and everybody makes mistakes, but essentially that is what makes you you. So it's really important that you embrace that and you push yourself out of your comfort zone to kind of really make the most of opportunities that are available to you. Um, I'm mindful that we're coming to the end of the session, um, Shanique, but before you leave us, what one final bit of advice would you give to our listeners who may be listening and thinking, oh, you know, Shanique sounds really confident and she's done so many great things. I don't feel I could do that. I don't feel that I have the support network around me to do that. And I don't feel confident at all. What advice would you give? I think my main bit of advice will be every achievement, every positive, keep a mental note of it. Because the days where you are doubting yourself and you feel deflated, refer back to that mental list and it will help you feel better because that one bad thing doesn't trump the um, list of amazing things that you've got going for yourself. Shanique, thank you so much for joining us on the student sessions today and for sharing your experiences with our listeners. You've been fantastic. Thank you for having me. It's been great speaking to you, Shanique. Thank you. And to our listeners, do join us again on the Student Sessions. Thanks for listening to the Student Sessions brought to you by Greyhair Media and hosted by Tonya Galati. Never miss an episode by subscribing. And if you like what you've heard today, why not leave a review and please tell your friends. We'll see you at the next session.